Hello, gals and ghouls and everyone. How's it going? Howdy. Hi, good. How are you doing? <sighs> Y'all, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got back from Denver and Colorado in general, and I had such a journey. We were supposed to get home last night at midnight, and we didn't get back until 3 a.m. because our flight kept getting delayed. So um, that's if traveling. I it really is. If I say anything that makes no sense, uh, that would be why. Yeah. Understandable. But we saw you had some very exciting adventures in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell you. you know, a couple places. I don't know why you were there, but <laughs> I don't I'm know. sure you'll let us know. Let me tell you, I'm still energetically recovering um, first we went to the Molly Brown house, which she was a survivor from the Icon. Titanic. Iconic, absolutely iconic. And she was just like very big into women's rights. Um, she was a suffragette. She had meetings for these women in her home and was just like doing the damn thing. But house is gorgeous, definitely very full of energy. Mm. Um, our tour guide was like, yeah, I don't actually believe it's haunted. And I was like, little do you know, <laughs> Miss Margaret Brown herself is very much hanging out in her old bedroom. Oh, shit. So that was very cool. But the house is gorgeous. If you're ever in Denver, you must check it out. But the star of the show no. was obviously the Stanley and Estes oh, Park. God. And by star, I mean, woof. I still have a headache. It was so, so, so intense. Um, we did the the ghost tour in the evening, obviously. Had to do that one. Emily's been on this tour, so she can vouch for, for the, the type of energy that that place has. But um, one of their most active locations is the concert hall, which... Um, I know a little bit about the Stanley, but not a lot. So I went in not really knowing much about the hauntings. And um, yeah, I walked into the concert hall and immediately started crying. Oh, oh my God. And there's a very big like female energy there. And then come to find out um, there was a, a girl who would live there like not <laughs> – by the hotels, it, like she did not have permission, but she would sneak in, and because um, it's freezing up there, and she ended up passing away there. And apparently, they actually like hear her crying a lot of the time. So I was like, oh, that would make sense why uh, I started crying because I have the beautiful gift of feeling what other people feel. So that's great. Um, And then, like, one-off, they were, like, our most recent death was a security guard. It happened in 2005, but they brushed by it, and they didn't really say what happened. Um, But I was, like, I immediately had chest pains, and I was, like, heart attack. It's got to be heart attack. So Mm -hmm. after the tour, I was, like, do you guys happen to know how the, the security guard passed away? And they were, like, yeah, he was shoveling the steps, and he had a heart attack. And I was like, yeah, obviously. And then (laughs) I was like, it's all coming together. But yeah, I got to feel a lot of things. I got like a strangulation feeling, which apparently another man died by strangulation. So that was fun. 
um, and they didn't reveal that. I had so many questions for the tour guide afterward, and I was like, did anyone die like this? Did anyone die like this? And they were like, yeah, wow, this is crazy. You're wild. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay, uh, well, so. I have a question to, like, test my, you know, memory. You yeah. know, I haven't been back since – I haven't been to that place since I was 16. And my ghost story from there has to do with the um, tour guide – place where the tour mm-hmm. where the tour oh, yeah. start and that's yeah. still in like the bottom part yeah and it's still down in the basement and there's windows outside where you can see into there right um they're around the building i you know what i can't really i think there might be but there's bushes in front of them uh-huh. so maybe you can see out more than you can see in damn that's the part I want you to remember because that was yeah. what I remember is walking around that little basement part and those mm-hmm. two people were dancing in there. Yeah, there's definitely weird window stuff going on. There's like windows all over the place. Yeah, And then there's this weird effect around like the concert hall windows that almost have like a – it's trippy. You got you got to go back. We got to go back. We no. got invited to – to go as the ghouls. So they were, they, they really liked us. So who knows what will happen, but um, my father would be shocked. Yeah. Well, they offered to let us record there in the future. So we'll see what happens. Wow. Wow. (sighs) Big stuff. But speaking of other big stuff, we have a new patron. Shout out to Daniel. Daniel. Hi. Thank you. Daniel, you're on um, – I have a tattoo of you, and it's um, it's right on my calf. Oh. I've been working on these calves. She really has. I've been walking the neighborhoods, Daniel, and you're right there, like, helping me out. Oh, so strength. I appreciate you. Love that. Thank you, Daniel. We, we love you. We love you. Um, well, speaking of people we love, we have some very exciting guests this week. Our friends from Textual Tension. Welcome. Welcome. Glad to be here. We are so excited. Y'all introduce yourselves. Tell us what you do over on your pod and let the people know what's up. Oh, man, I can do that. Hi, Uh, we are Textual Tension. I am your co-host, Rachel. And I am your co-host, Margie. And we are a comedy podcast that uh, breaks down just the wild, wild, no holds bar world of romance novels, uh, in particular with the bent of uh, talking about what is and is not a cool relationship to portray in romance novels. And uh, it's a good time. We do some wild stuff. I'd like to, again, apologize for what I put you guys through last time (laughs) we were on our podcast, uh, because it was insane <laughs> we have that spooky books too apparently ghosts could give orgasms just like while you're walking around just give you one. Oh you my god yeah. Yeah. that sounds right yeah, there's <laughs> some of that. Gotta- did y'all see that the woman who married the 300 year old pirate ghost they are separating i heard about that i heard yes. about that you know they're really Tragic. i mean it's uh, is romance dead? I don't know, but, but in this case, yes, it is. is. <laughs> if they can't make it, who can? I was really rooting for them. I was really, I was really holding out hope for yeah. them, but um, you know, they had a forever guess, kind of love, you know, yeah, I guess yeah. for eternity. But I guess not. Maybe I guess it's. 
I guess it's not like uh, Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan. You know, yeah. they just couldn't they couldn't uh, reach those sandy beaches. No. Well, and there's a pirate bag on the market yeah. for you. So. <laughs> good news. That's good news. Eligible yeah. bachelor. Something. Yeah, and I think he has a thing for brunettes, just based on his oh, his previous oh, uh, wife. So, right, That's Margie, true. do you think we could convince him to do a kidnapping? I mean, he is a pirate. He's probably yeah. done it before. We've decided but... Margie has been voted most likely to be kidnapped at some point in her life. So, uh, I mean, it's good you know, to know I that. Mean, but I'm not close. I'm yeah, not yeah. close to any body of water. So. Although I am close to, how does he feel about rivers? Would he be <laughs> like to connect from a river? Because like the Ohio River is literally right there. Mm-hmm. Well, so mm-hmm. he'll take a ride. He'll <laughs> take a ride. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I can already tell this is going to be so much fun. I think it's time that we that's, it's time we get into it, right? Yeah, we're talking. Yes. We like we're, getting into we're it. We're talking spooky stuff. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Y'all, we're talking haunted dolls. Yes. I, yeah, I I know what's to come because, you know, I know (laughs) what's to come, but I really don't. And so um, let's get into it. Who's going to kick things off? I can kick it off. Yeah. Oh. Or actually, you know what? Let's have our guests kick it off. Yeah, why not? Oh, you guys start us okay. off. Margie, do you want to go first? Yours is very on brand for our podcast, so I feel like it's a great opening salvo. <laughs> very on brand. A okay. Good intro. <laughs> yeah, I can go first. Um, hold on one second. I'm just going to put you guys into another window from my notes. Hmm. There we go. Okay. So um, I want you guys, I'm going to paint a picture for you guys to get you, you know, where you need to be mentally. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're in a car, we're driving down the coast. It's, uh, it's, um, and it's foggy outside. We're going through woods. It's beautiful. Everything's blue. Everything's, is blue. <laughs> everything. The grass is blue. The road is blue. The sky is blue. The trees are blue. Everything is blue. You can hear very indie pop music from 2008 playing in the background suddenly we could drive past the forks washington side guess what we just walked into twilight Ooh. oh my <laughs> god <laughs> where are we we are talking about the animatronic renesme no. doll that was used in the twilight films <laughs> honestly okay I will just say that thing is so terrifying, and finding out that it's haunted makes so much sense. I didn't know there was a doll. Oh, yeah. it's so scary. Google that shit. We will, no, no, no. Don't Google it yet. Don't Google oh, okay, it yet, because okay, I have okay. a link. I have a picture. We're going to get into it. Can I just it. say, but animatronics first, is yes. one of my only fears. Same. <laughs> oh, good. Good. You're gonna you're gonna sleep like a baby oh. tonight. All right, <laughs> an animatronic baby. <laughs> oh god, a exactly. if you will. <laughs> oh, what ranch dressing? Uh, so, you know, how do we even begin to describe Renesme Colon? She's impossibly heavy and terrifying. <laughs> Her skin is rosy red and inexplicably dirty. Her eyes follow people around the room, and sometimes it's like. 
It's like she literally walks around the room when no one is looking. And uh, so, like I said, this is the haunted doll Renesmee from the Twilight films. Um, So we're going back in time now. Um, So in the Twilight universe, does anybody know anything about Twilight? The universe, the movies? I know everything. You know everything. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I read the books like way back when, you know. Okay. Okay. Kylie? Um, I read one and two and saw I've seen all the movies. Okay. Okay. So just like, as you guys know, but a brief recap for your listeners in the Twilight universe resume, excuse me, resume Renesme <laughs> is the daughter of Edward Cullen and Bella Swan slash now Cullen. Edward like bones Bella for the first time while they're on their honeymoon. She is still human at this point, And Edward gets her knocked up because somehow. Somehow. We don't know. We don't. We know. will never know. <laughs> I've heard the rumor that his because uh, that- everybody wants a baby. You know, every, every if you get married, you have to have a baby. That's you just have cool. to. You have it's to. Okay. It's like that's the next romantic step in the relationship. So it's super guys. romantical. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> it's the first romantic step. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the name Renesmee is an homage to Bella's mother, Renee, and Edward's adoptive mother, Esme. Um, so when Renesmee is born, she literally near kills Bella. And since I have now said her name at least three times in order to avoid enacting some sort of like bloody Mary Renesmee curse that I am sure exists, I will now only be using the names the internet has given her. Um, smart in a very thank you in a very like crazy over the top dramatic scene in both the book and the movie renaissance is literally ripped (laughs) out of Bella Swad's belly by her husband Edward like he's a midwife (laughs) yeah he's also a midwife you know he's a pianist he's I'm pretty sure he's like a painter I don't know what else this guy does in his 100 years of spare time but yes he is also a midwife um (laughs) so (laughs) I mean, he's obvious and that, that 100 years of being like alive, not alive. He's not boning anybody. So that's the only thing we know he hasn't done. Uh, so technically, Rice Aroni does kill Bella because they have to transform <laughs> Bella into a vampire so that she still, quote unquote, lives through this. All right. So now we're going to jump. So that's what happens in the story. Now mm-hmm. we're going to jump to like what was going the actual filming. Because even Stephanie Meyer, the writer of the book series, was concerned about how they were going to portray rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> the, the things that the internet calls this child yeah. are just I, I oh, the chaos. I'd like to add resume to that yeah. list because that yes. was very good. Yes. Res- yes. Resume wasn't even on purpose. It was an accident. It was not. It was, it was no, it, it, it was meant to be. Right. It was meant to be. Uh, because in the book, Rhododendron is depicted as this absolutely golden, like perfect child. Like days after she's born, she's beautiful golden ringlets, perfect, quote unquote, milk white teeth, and an almost knowing adult look on her face. She's creepy and weird. She like, and she, she looks at you and she just knows shit about you. I don't like any of it. She like looks, she comes out of the womb, like judging you like Miranda Priestly. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the movie is in pre-production and honestly, they've already started like filming the birth scene and all of that. 
But what are they going to do about this wonder baby situation? Like everybody is kind of like, how are we going to create a perfect baby that also simultaneously looks like Miranda Priestly? Like, is it even possible? So Legacy Effects was handed this daunting task. And these are people who have worked on all kinds of movies from The Shape of Water, Jurassic World, several um, Marvel Cinematic Universe films, The Mandalorian. They built Baby Yoda. Oh, like they did good work there. Mm -hmm. They did good work. They've done great work there. And they've done a huge host of other movies. So, like, technically, Baby Rasmataz is Baby Yoda's big sister. Oh. I'm so glad they redeemed themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so no, the legacy effects team wasn't just handed the Robitussin doll conundrum. <laughs> they were also handed the Bella looking emaciated problem because as Bella oh, is pregnant yeah. with ranch dressing, her body becomes increasingly emaciated and malformed. Um, so they had to build these Kristen Stewart lookalikes that they could basically switch out um in like very crafty ways to make Kristen Stewart look like she was dying whereas under the table she was only like slight you know she was just normal skinny Kristen Stewart um so from a bustle article I read that interviewed John Rosengrant the co-founder and owner of Legacy Effects I got the feeling that their main focus was actually the Bella lookalikes it wasn't um so it was not. I have Renesme in here again, so unfortunately, <sighs> don't have a fresh name. Beetlejuice. Uh, I also got the feeling that the movie studio was pushing to like they were rushing Renesme. They mm. were like, we "Need the doll. We need the doll. We need the doll." And so, like, Legacy Effects <laughs> was like, "All right, here you go. <laughs> like, this is what we got." Um, and so they took 20 hands to build this animatronic Renesme. And uh, I say built because this creature was not born. That makes you think adorable baby child. And um, it arrives on set. It is unpackaged and everyone is immediately horrified. <laughs> and apparently Stephanie Meyer was there that day oh, when they no. unpackaged it and was just like silent. Just looked at it, walked away, didn't say a word. Not also, why didn't they go back to the drawing board? You know, I think that they just didn't like. I will explain like the other problems that were with the doll, but here is all right, guys. So, I sent you a link to a picture of the doll. Take a look at it and uh, tell me what you think. Oh, I'm so scared. I want to hear, I want to hear from your voices what you (laughs) knew that day was thinking. Yeah, they opened that box to unearth. It well, should, um, already maybe her. maybe she should have had the side part. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, they, like they went a little her father's hair. Agreed. With the middle part, she just doesn't. She doesn't her... have the face for the middle part. It's you know, she uh, her face is just so wide. It, yeah, like, there's a lot of face. There's no neck. There's no multiple neck. chins, which there's no shade in that. But like they don't look real it looks like her face is melting oh we'll get into that (laughs) um and she like her eyes are just dead Mm -hmm. like baby yoda's eyes are filled with love and life this thing's eyes look just like uh it, it curses you like yeah. you look at it, and apparently that's what people were feeling on set when they. Thanks, so they Margie. tried. Yeah, we're all cursed now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They tried to use her, and she like, um, she would randomly just move, and her eyes would just stare directly into the camera. Mm-mm. Oh, 
No, 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 so no, 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 no. They opened the box. She was dubbed. She was christened uh, Chuck Esme. They all called her Chuck Esme. And they literally did one test run with her to like basically prove to the studio that she wasn't going to work. So there is one video of the actress who plays Rosalie, Nikki Reed, like holding this baby and the baby like touching her on the cheek. And it's very, very creepy. Um, and they pretty much just did that so that they could show legacy effects. All right, it's not going to work. We're going to use CGI. Okay, thanks. Bye. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, also, the doll is 35 pounds. Oh, wow. She's very heavy. Yeah. And she requires two people to operate her at all times. How does that work? In order to operate her properly. And they have to like put them. So they had to put people below like Nikki Reed and like the other actors who were like holding this doll so that, and they were like laying on the ground while the actors were above them. <laughs> Imagine you know. like yeah. accidentally stepping on these poor people who have to operate this terrifying doll. Right. And also the doll would like, the actors were afraid that the operators would accidentally have the doll like slap them in the face or something <laughs> or poke them in the eye. Oh my god! What? Honestly, they should have just gone with fucking Jim Henson Studios. Right? Yeah, seriously, it would have been so much better. Get us a goblin from Labyrinth. I don't. It was just an impossible task that they were given no amount of time to work on. So yeah. okay. So now we're gonna move it. So they decided, basically, long story short, thank God they went with CGI, which is yeah. what gone with from the beginning and legacy effects was still used for like other aspects of the film so everybody still got paid but then what ended up happening to little chuck esme well eventually she was shipped to the forever twilight collection in forks which is a museum in forks that is all about twilight it has like set pieces it has props it has all sorts of other things. I read from one article that it just kind of arrived one day in a box. You're like, you're I welcome. Was going, I was going to say, like, did they have to pay for this? Like, It was what? donated. It, it was okay. okay. donated. Um, <laughs> so, and since little Chuck has arrived, people have noticed some strange things about her. Um, besides the obvious besides the obvious of she's horrific to look at and everybody's literal waking nightmare um, they had to create a glass case for her because people would just like see her immediately walking into the museum and just be drawn to her and want to touch her and like just like want to hold out her like they the (laughs) curator says that it's like they're hypnotized that's not what my reaction would be (laughs) you would like literally she said in particular children like to touch her Ah. (laughs) i'd like to touch her with my foot well so (laughs) i'd like to touch her away from me no thank you touching her also isn't a great idea because she's made of low-grade silicone and is literally melting before everyone's eyes oh shit (laughs) so she is melting she is melting. She is slowly melting. Um, but Aren't we all? The, yeah. the yeah, the people at the museum have also noticed that the socks on her feet, which arrived like white and pristine and clean, have gotten dirtier and dirtier over time despite her being in a glass what? box. 
And just the socks. Where is she it's going? running around. <laughs> I will say too, I think that I read this and I also noticed from pictures, her face is just dirty. She like looks she dirty. looks dirty. Like yeah. if you see her, she's kind of like in the box now. She's in this glass case and she's leaning against one side of the case. But her <laughs> face is just dirty. Yes. Ex- yes. Literally, Rachel, like she's like trying, she's trying to, to mime her way out she- of there. Oh, I mean, she is um, indeed nasty. So yeah, she is. You know, I kind of like my. I am weird where I actually kind of feel sorry for this little doll, but I'm also like, no, I don't want an Annabelle situation that because no. I feel sorry for it, she's going to come and haunt me. Like, no, thank you, hard pass. Um, so they've also noticed that she moves around her glass case. Like one day she's leaning one way, another day she's leaning another way, and they're like, nobody's been in here. Why is she moving? Who is I've, touching her? I have never um, noped the fuck out of something as fast and as hard as I do right now in this moment. No. Yeah. Just wait. Uh, so oh, this no. evidence, but this evidence for me was not enough. So I called the Forever <laughs> Twilight Museum. No, you Are not. you kidding me? <laughs> I called that is the, the most Forever research Twi- that's ever been done on this show. Oh, that is the mo- yeah, yeah. You can have this podcast. We're done. We're retire. <laughs> I got I got two new bits of information about uh, reconnaissance check as and so and I spoke with Lissy Andros who is executive director of the Forks Chamber of Commerce and curator of the Forever Twilight Museum this is so incredible I cannot believe it and I will say she was so nice and she picked up right away She's been waiting. She's been waiting for that phone call. So she gave me the scoop that Chuck Esme has been blinking. No. (laughs) I didn't think it could get worse. And that when she is separate. So like there's apparently like this Jacob something. I don't know if it was like a stand in or if it's like an actual werewolf that's supposed to that was supposed to be Jacob in the movie. Mm -hmm. But when when the Chuck Esme doll is separated from that prop, like the Jacob prop will inexplicably start breaking. What? Which is very funny because yeah. Jacob uh-huh. imprinted on yeah. Renesme. So now the doll is like, no, we're together forever. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know. I went into this knowing nothing about this doll other than she's creepy. And we gave a sticker of her to our patrons. <laughs> Now we know she has dirty socks. I hate it so much more. (laughs) She is just so weird. And also the Lissy is quoted in another article as saying, I love this doll so much. She's very dear to me. And I'm like, why? I I don't, I don't love that you said that. (laughs) Like, it's just, I don't know why it makes me uncomfy, but it does. Well, I, you know, at least someone loves her, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Because it's I mean, not I, us. I feel sorry for her. I don't love her. No, no, no. Stand in <laughs> my home, stand in my life. I don't want none of that. No, thank you. I'll take the little CGI baby any day. Uh-huh. I'll, okay, two side notes, though. I would pay any amount of money, my soul, my body, anything to see Robert Pattinson's face when they unboxed that nightmare. Uh, I would give anything just to look at him forever. <laughs> you know. Fair. Fair. Also, there are two kinds of people. Also, 
about my newest slub crush, our Pats, is that apparently when babies were on set, he was like very just like wanted to hold them and wanted to like hang out with the babies. And when when people were like, here, Pat, like you can give it back to us. He was like, no, like we're going to have to do another take in a minute. I'll just keep holding Cute. it. It's fine. <gasps> wow. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Babies. Yes. Oh. Just, uh, just another reason why I love him. Anyway, that is the story of... Renesme, the wow. animatronic failure from the Twilight Saga. That Oof. was a journey. <laughs> Oof. I I will not be going to visit uh, that doll, but I wish her the best, and I hope they get her some new socks. <laughs> yeah, they really should just like, well, so one of the comments too about the sock thing is that they're like, the Colons could afford some like decent socks. For Seriously, her. get this girl some nice socks. <laughs> Where's Carlisle? Where's Grandpa Carlisle? With Ugh. his nice socks. Well, wild. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's next? All right. All right. Who's up next? Who's up next? Kyle, did you want to take it now? Sure. Run with it. All right. So some of you who are familiar with Sir Zach Baggins. <gasps> oh, <laughs> may- oh, my God. I'm yes. already so excited. Plot twist. He is a haunted doll. I'm just kidding. What? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say. I was like, well, he would, he would claim, though, that he was possessed. Right. Like, he's done that before. <laughs> so, like, if you think about possession as, like, being a doll... So close, close. Zach Baggins isn't actually a haunted doll. But. Oh, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> good old Zach is in possession of a haunted doll named Lily with two L's. And many of us came to know of Lily from Zach Baggins um, and crew going up to Salem, Oregon, to an antique shop called Engelberg Antiques. Mm. And he he must have seen the doll. I mean, he had heard of her, heard her story, and he was like, I have to have it. Because <laughs> that's his voice now. Well, uh-huh. I was transported back to a beanie hat and sunglasses. Exactly. Oh, my God. Exactly. So story, story has it. She was created in Germany sometime in the 1800s. Um, her hair is made of real human hair. So if that's thanks, I hate if it. that's they not love scary to do enough that in Europe. Yeah, so this is pretty common. Actually, it was very common back in the day um, to use human hair or mohair, which is goat hair, um, for making dolls. And I suppose it makes sense because you know th- they weren't getting highlights and perms and straightening their hair. So they had a lot of just virgin hair growing out of the tops of their domes. So they cut it. They're like, you know what? We can use this. We can, <laughs> we can make a doll. So that's what they would do. We don't want that slutty, slutty hair for exactly, dolls. Exactly, yeah. We... <laughs> We don't want that hussy hair. We, don't, we want that virgin <laughs> 1800s European hair. Thank you. Thank you. So I have a comment. I just looked at this doll and I very much regret calling her a slut because I think she's already cursed yeah, me. Look, don't <laughs> look behind you. Is. There she is. Mm-hmm. <gasps> no, you just have a Muppet behind you. <laughs> I do have a Muppet. My cat. So Zach took Lily 
it's now they're actually in a relationship. Um, he took her back to the haunted museum. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's an open relationship. It's fine. I really hope she does a ghost tip. <laughs> God damn it. Oh Lord. <laughs> So she currently resides at the haunted at Zach's haunted museum in Vegas. Um, but the story goes so back to the antique shop. The antiques dealer found Lily in an antique chest and then took Lily to his house to because that's what antique dealers do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Right. 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 <laughs> and he began having these nightmares, the same nightmare every night about a young girl who was in a horrible accident. And when asked to explain the details of the dream, he, he couldn't even fathom talking about it or discussing. He said they were too disturbing. Oh. So... Um. He's going to need to get a little more detailed for me. Yeah, we need more information. <laughs> you should have called him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Kylie. I know. <laughs> I need to give him a ring. So he was like, um, no, thank you. And then put the doll in his antique shop to haunt someone else, which is so kind of him. <laughs> and one day, a young girl came in with her parents and went up to the doll, Lily, and started talking to her, which I guess was out of character for this young girl. You know, some little kids do have big imaginations and some are just, some are just weirdos. So this girl, um, she spoke to Lily for three hours straight having. What was the parent doing? Uh, I would be like, you got, you got shit to do. Yeah, get like, you, know, you gotta let kids just be kids. I, you no. know, they have one imaginary friend that lets them down and then they'll never have one again. It's exactly. Fine. Why did the parents <laughs> stand there with her for three hours? It's, what? Are you guys okay? I don't know. No, yeah. they're not. No. Simply not. So this, maybe they thought that they got a free babysitter out of oh. it. They were like, you know what? Here you go, little girl. Like, go have fun with Lily. We're gonna dinner. We're gonna go have drinks. And I'll yeah, back like three hours. Lily, can we pay you That's later? A, no, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Point. At that point, you buy it. You're gonna, you know, yeah. keep it around. There's no proof that the parents stayed in the antique shop while this happened. So you got a good point. <laughs> So the young girl, she was talking to Lily as if she were a real child. And she then told the uh, staff working at the shop that day that Lily is a little girl that had experienced extreme violence. Now, I don't think those were her words verbatim. I was about to say, did she say extreme violence? (laughs) She pulled the shopkeeper aside (laughs) and she said, look. This little girl has experienced extreme violence in her life. Although, y'all, my three-year-old niece, her favorite thing to say right now is telling my grandma that she's driving erratically. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what? Who knows? Maybe she did say extreme violence. After three hours, you know. (laughs) Lily could have taught her a lot of new words. So when when good old Zach went up to the shop, um, an older woman... And there's a photo online of this woman with Lily. She had to 
touch Lily physically to get her down from um, a case that she was stored inside. They were kind of keeping her away from everyone. (laughs) And the woman, she began to react very strangely. She she put the doll down and she said, I need to wash my hands. I must wash my hands, which like, I get it. Germs are gross, but this, this was out of character for this woman. She then began to have sharp stomach pains. So this woman had an intense reaction to Lily. So, so far, all of the, all of those who have been in contact either physically um, or, you know, within her vicinity, They've had very extreme reactions to Lily. So obviously she's got some shit attached to her. I would make a counter argument. Literally has shit attached to her. (laughs) And like that's why that girl's stomach was her. Also from the eighteen hundreds. The shit is also from the eighteen hundreds. I would also argue though that that woman was also in the vicinity of Zach Baggins, and I think that that would give anyone like a strong reaction. I must wash you know, my hands. It could be Lily. It could be Zach Baggins. It could be the beanie on his head. We really can't say. She's got to wash those hands. We get it. We get it. <laughs> so Zach, you know, he's he's jumping on the bandwagon. He's like, I also feel this energy, and. Yeah. So the woman was like, okay, take her, please, for the love of God. So now Lily's living it up in Vegas. So U.S. ghosted. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces (laughs) passing and hope out. That's her on the strip. Someone's like, is that human hair that just walked by? Is that just a scrub roll of human hair that's rolling out? The There's stairs? a drunk couple, and the girl looks at her boyfriend. She's like, I saw you staring at her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't. Lily, Lily out here breaking up relationships on the Vegas Strip. <laughs> Wait, what did that's you guys what she's say? She's doing now. Maybe it's what? I, maybe, maybe she's bored with it. Maybe it's human hair. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 1800s in Lily's case, <laughs> it is. It's in Lily's case. Case it's all it's real. All real. So, U.S. Ghost Adventures, not adventurers, but adventures. <laughs> they are. Um, they host tours across America in haunted cities. You may have heard of them. You may have not. Um, the haunted ghost tours, historical tours, what have you. But they have a cute website, and they. I don't know if they produce, but they sell a Lily replica, replica, excuse me, doll. However, they purposely spell it with, um, instead of L-I-L-L-Y, they spell it L-I-L-Y, unsure, um, maybe, maybe so they don't upset the original Lily. They're being safe. Um, yeah. Or Lily's got a copyright oh, on yeah. herself and is like trademark. Probably. Nobody. Right. <laughs> Try not to get sued by the ancient doll. <laughs> mm-hmm. So on their website, I'm going to read it to you. They say, so this is, they have photos of her. You can um, Google her. She look, She's looking a little rough around the edges. She doesn't quite look like the real Lily, but she's just as scary. So on their website, they say, use Lily to ward off other ghosts and ghouls around Halloween. Put Lily on a porch. Hang her on a door. Put her on a shelf or use her to scare friends, family, and children. Make 
She's the lily on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, poor girl. Make Lily move around and appear in a different place for others to find each morning. Terrify children and scare your friends and family. Didn't they already say that? Lily's a new <laughs> Halloween season tradition and great for the entire year. <laughs> All right. She's, she's, an, she's an annual. Lily will ship within three business days. Okay. So... <laughs> Upon further research. I have two things. Yes. Sorry. Um, one, of course you're going to ward off all the other ghosts. No one wants to fuck with that. <laughs> and two, there is a WWE wrestler by the name of Lily Doll. <laughs> so if you Google Lily Doll, you will get a wrestler. You will not get this doll. Uh-huh. Just in case anyone wants to know. Three, I'm so upset that you cannot Amazon Prime Wait. this shit. I need it today. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos seems to get on it. Three business days? Uh-uh. Uh-oh. I'm not going to fly. So now I'm picturing a replica of the wrestler as a doll, and you're like, hang her hang her on the door. Put her on a shelf. <laughs> uh, they sell dolls of this wrestler named Lily Doll. That's the other thing that came okay, up. Okay, honestly, I'm interested. I Thank might. You. That's hilarious. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. the wrestler that. ships instead of the actual doll. <laughs> Just a whole-ass wrestler. They start, Yeah. <laughs> Let me out. It's a good marketing thing, you Absolutely. know. He becomes like the new haunted elf on a shelf for yeah for the Halloween season. Exactly, we love it. Amazing. So, upon further research, allegedly, Lily the doll was crafted to mimic the infamous Elizabeth Bathory. And in doing so, their tradition stated that she contains part of the Countess's menace. So she was a noblewoman condemned in the 1600s for killing over 650 people and is referred to as the Blood Countess and Countess Dracula. Famously not German. Yeah, famously not German. So, so that is real. They actually made it that she's supposed to be that woman. Yes. Wow. Definitely did not use her hair. It was 200 years late. Well, who's to say, really? Um, <laughs> I don't, I highly doubt they used her hair. But, um, you know, the next time you are unsure what gift to get someone at a wedding or a baby shower, or birthday gift. I highly su- suggest getting Lily the doll uh, replica. I think that she is would be an amazing gift to receive. I I'll roll with the story of the little girl talking to it for three mm. hours. I'm down with the the story of the the chick that like immediately had to wash her hands and started acting yeah. weird. I do not believe Zach Baggins. Oh no! I believe everyone else in this situation, <laughs> not Zach Baggins. She's so she's in it. She's still in a case. She's in a, a case um, at the museum. I mean that that is typical for very old items, but I feel like part of the reason is to kind of keep her energy <laughs> contained as well. <laughs> contained. Yeah, or it could be because she's actively melting. I mean, that's why I'm yeah. held in a case. So, yeah. The golden ghoul in a bubble. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, there's Lily, y'all. Amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like I should keep going with the human hair because my doll's Ooh. got human hair, too. And uh, he's uh, he was found in good old, good old uh, Wagga Wagga, Australia. Love it. 
Oh. Mm. It's got a great name. His name is Let Me Out. <laughs> let Me Out? Mm-hmm. Spelled Letta, L-E-T-T-A, Me Out. So Let That's Me like Out. Some Bart Simpson shit well, of like calling the bar. <laughs> I don't know, but I think he's Italian. Um, you guys should definitely look him up later. Let me out. Yeah, that's what I think. His brother is Mario and Luigi. Um, and yeah, his he's if you look at him from the side, Kylie, mm-hmm. you can tell he's Italian. He's Italian. You know, well, we'll post a picture for the people. Um, for the for those yeah. who don't know what we talking about, what we're talking about, I have a I have a deviated septum. So you know, I have my good side. We all have our good side. But my bad side, I look like a completely different person. And my nose looks like the beautiful, don't get me wrong, beautiful, but very Italian nose. So sometimes we make jokes like she's Italian when the nose is obviously Italian. I just looked up a picture. I hate him. Yeah. He's gorgeous. He's a little freaky. Of Let Me Out. Like someone, like the funny thing about Let Me Out is that like these other dolls, except for Renesmee, which is, I don't know. Like the other ones, I'm like, oh, this could have maybe been cute at one point. No. This guy was. Like this thing was made to be evil. Right. Exactly. Well, he was found in the 1970s. So he was made uh, probably early earlier than that but he uh was in wagga wagga in the house and these two brothers uh were being adventurous one day wanted to check it out and they ended up finding him underneath the floorboards of the decaying property imagine and obviously uh, yeah at first glance they were like look at this sinister ass Doll and then here. they put it back in the ground where it belonged. <laughs> and that's where it has stayed forever and ever since. End of story. Goodbye. The end. <laughs> if you only. would think, right? No, Carrie Walton. He was uh, one of the brothers. Was like, I got to take this strange thing home with this uh, wicked grin. <laughs> so he picked it up, took the long drive back home to Brisbane, and um, it's been with Carrie ever since. Obviously, the family, Carrie's family, was a little bit, like, apprehensive about taking the doll because it looks, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but after, like, having it around for a while, they were, you know, there was something weird about it, right? So, let me out. Yeah, let me out would move around the house on its own accord. Uh, like Renesmee, he had strange scuff marks <gasps> on the bottom of his shoes. Oh my God. So he was dancing. He was probably dancing in the he house. and Renesmee were <gasps> like dancing. Oh, yeah. Love There's story for the ages. Mm-hmm. Whenever the family was around the doll, they would become like they were, they were just overcome by a lot of emotion, eventually feeling like faint and a little bit sick. Mm. Um, animals, dogs mostly would act really strange around the doll and like bite it and stuff. <laughs> um, again, letting me out was probably made like 200 years ago back in Eastern Europe. They think probably Romania, d- judging by the gypsy like appearance of the doll. Um, and yeah, the doll has a full head of human hair. So that was like common for them back then. So that's why they suspect that. A psychic analyzed the doll once and came up with some interesting information. They said the doll is actually inhabited by a spirit of a young boy who drowned a long time ago. Oh. 
Um, it's speculated that the doll may have been created in the boy's likeness. And uh, Carrie Walton was even allegedly told that he would never be separated from this doll. And this actually would, you know, prove to be true because Carrie still has the doll to this day. And the only way you can hang with this doll is by hitting up our good boy, Carrie Walton, going to Australia and checking it out. Um, otherwise, you can check out Let Me Out on his Facebook page. <laughs> Let us got a good Facebook page. Yeah. Does he run it himself? So, yeah. She, does Letta? I mean, she, yeah. She, does she run it herself? Letta's a boy, Kylie. Okay. So I had it right the first time. Coming to haunt you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to, I don't want to give the, I don't want, you know, I don't know its pronouns. Yeah, right. I was just about to say, we don't know. Maybe right. we're mis- misgendering them. <laughs> you know, could be, could be. But I feel like Carrie and Hit and Letta are like very close. So mm. I-, I think it's safe to call him a boy. You're right. Carrie needs to rethink I think I think they're like, he loves him. You know, they're close Again, friends at this point. He needs to <laughs> rethink his life choices. <laughs> Who knows, y'all? But I enjoy it. Good old letting me out. If he was where he actually go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. Because if he was actually modeled after like a human child, I feel so bad for that human child. Yeah, who is this grouchy <laughs> ass child with a DV? So and they're like, you know what? Let's make him frowny forever. That's how we'll really remember him. <laughs> That's probably what happened. You know, the blue boy drowned. They were like, this is what he's he probably would have looked like when he was older. So like, let's make the doll cut off his hair, put it on the doll, and the rest is history. <laughs> That's why the doll is so like, I feel like if the doll is mean, which I don't know if I got that impression, I'm like, he, they kind of have good reason to be. I mean, look, look what they did to him. Well, he, <laughs> I, I think, you know, they were spot on by the Romania thing. You know, mm-hmm. he looks Romanian. Mm. Hmm. And he, I, I love the scuffs on his shoes just jamming around. You know, he's doing his dancing. Ian Renesmee, tippy tapping all over the place. Mm-hmm. Making my way downtown. There it is. it fast, faces exactly. past. All right. Well, speaking of, I suppose a, another good segue would be um, dolls and death. <laughs> that's that's a good a good combo. That's as good yeah, of a segue as we'll ever So I wanted to talk about uh, specifically uh, the Chinese burial figures that. Yeah, that were uh, really popular in the Tang Dynasty. So I hope y'all are cool and down for some history and some exciting show and tell. Because the reason I want to talk about this is I have one physically in this room with me right now. So I'm going to show you guys, but it's super cool. Um, and it had some it has some spooky shit uh, associated with it. So that's fun. Uh, we're getting real life with our spooky dolls. I love this. Yeah. So... A little bit of history. Um, I, I feel like I want to give a little bit of context before going into my figure specifically. Notice I'm not saying doll. It's because I was telling my mom about this today and she yelled at me every time I said doll. I was like, it's a figure, Rachel. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I had an anime connection. It's not an action figure. It's a figurine. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> so I will do my best to say figure <laughs> from now on. Um, so a little bit real quick, context and history wise. So the Tang Dynasty was from 618 to 907 AD. Um, and this podcast gave me a really cool excuse to learn about my doll, which I had not done yet. Figured. See, right. already fucked it up. Um, so they believed in, in China and the Tang Dynasty, they believed that the soul had two parts. There was the Han and the Po. The, the Han and the Po. And please uh, excuse my Midwestern white lady's pronunciation of all of these words. So the Han was called the clouds, was translates to cloud soul, and it was the soul that went up to paradise. So like when someone really rich was buried, they'd give them money and food for that soul so that it could go up to a nice chill place in the sky. Then there was the Po, which was the white soul, and that remained on earth after death. So tombs were usually filled with uh, all kinds of nice, pretty furniture and luxury items, only if you're rich, obviously. Um, and like all kinds of stuff to make the soul comfortable. And very rich people like the emperor would have entire palaces underground. Like that's where you get like the terracotta army, like all of those things. Oh, yeah. Those are, yeah. So those are all uh, cat. Um, those are all burial figures. Uh, and the burial figures themselves were called Minki, and their entire purpose was to represent servants and court members and everything for this, like, terrestrial-based soul after this person died. Um, so they depicted, like, all kinds of stuff, like people dancing, animals, uh, servants, writers, hunters, etc. Um, and they just, like, came in all kinds of different... Uh, different styles, as it were, and flavors. So, basically, we get to the story of my doll, my figure. Um, so I'm going to go ahead, Bitsy, I'm sorry, I am going to move real quick to get my figure so that I can show you guys. I did research, and I believe, based on the fashion of the doll, as well as some of, like, the, the, um, the history of some of these dolls, that mine is from the early Tang Dynasty. So, like, in 600 AD Very is when cool. mine is from. Wow. Yeah, so let me... Sorry, I got a shift. There's a cat on me. <laughs> oh, don't move. <laughs> well, this is already I bad feel like vibes. I offend... Honestly, how dare? Yeah. <sighs> Here we go. I feel like I'd offend the lady if I didn't, didn't move. So my lady is probably a... Uh, the equivalent... The Chinese equivalent of a lady-in-waiting. So like a, a more noble woman. Um, all right. I'm terrified of, let's see. Can you see her? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So I, I will send pictures. Yes. Oops. That's so cool. Light is a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. So she's very tall and thin. And the way we got them, my aunt has one too, from the same tomb. The way we got them is, uh, not very interesting or rather exotic because apparently my aunt bought it from Neiman Marcus because in the 80s Neiman Marcus sold some wild stuff <laughs> that is amazing that is hilarious <laughs> oh my god can you imagine walking into Macy's nowadays and being like hey listen I need stuff from King Tut's too <laughs> Right. And I, and I it They actually sold shit from Chinese tombs in the 80s at That's Neiman Marcus. Also dead, though, like, you know, like the 80s, such a fucking sketchy as what's up. I know. Well, but here's the thing. We have certificates of authenticity and like all of these things for these dolls. Like they're legit. They're the real deal. 
Yeah. And here's where things get a little bit um, spooky and wild. So my aunt has a partner doll to this. Um, It's probably not from like a super rich person, but definitely a higher up noble or something like that from their tomb. And these dolls very rarely see the light of day because I inherited this one from my grandmother. And my grandmother patently refused to take this thing out of its box. Absolutely refused. And my aunt also completely refuses to take it out of her box. My aunt saged hers (laughs) because it creeps her the hell out. Um, And in my grandma's house, shortly after my grandparents passed, like there was some weird shit that just happened, like all bad stuff that happened. And my aunt's like, you know, I don't know if it was this doll. I don't really know. Cause the doll was like, it was never taken out of its box. And my mom got it and refused to take it out of its box. Like everyone <laughs> that has this thing has like this horrible, creepy feeling from it. I think I'm the first one that doesn't. And I really believe that, that the reason behind that is because uh, when I first got it, Zach and I, my, my partner and I had the most wild and insane string of bad luck that I think I've ever had. I thought you were going to say sex. (laughs) (laughs) Is a great podcast. Nothing turns me on like, like a a Tang dynasty. (laughs) (laughs) You and I watching you, you and I both watching you you both. Well, so I got this thing. Um, we were just about to move my mom down to Nashville from Dayton, Ohio. And this had been living some on a bookshelf in my mom's house, again, still in its case. And I got it and I put it in my house in its case. And we left to like do this thing. And it was an awful weekend. Oh, no. Everything that went wrong, went wrong. I came back home and everything that could go wrong over the next like four days went wrong. <laughs> it was insane things were breaking uh like all my stuff for work was going up in flames and I work from home so of course I'm home all the time (laughs) like things like uh uh we hit when we were we were getting my mom moved it was like one thing after another of like okay well this broke and this thing didn't happen at the right time like we're not getting these things that we ordered Uh like 12 times like it, it was it was bad luck to the point of where I was like, okay, who did we make angry? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> something is happening. And I like, I reached a point where I'm like, I don't know if this is it, but we are putting this bitch up in a place of prominence. <laughs> she came out of her box. She was put on her pedestal with candles around her and it stopped immediately. No way. Uh, there you go. It was nuts. I was like, okay. So she... I admit she's back in her box now because I didn't, it was one of those things where you're like, okay, but is it really, it came from Neiman Marcus. And then I started actually like looking into this and getting information from my aunt and my aunt telling me about like how weird shit was like moving in her house and how like all these weird things were happening. I'm like, okay, I'm afraid I'm going to break this thing. And then I'd be cursed forever. So we're just going to put her in her box, (laughs) but in a, a prominent place still. <laughs> so I, I did actually reach out to our local art institute because they have a huge collection of these like burial figures 
Um, and I'm really, really hoping to, that they'll like take a look at her and see what she's about. But it's, I, I realize it's not a famous spooky haunted doll, but I 1000% believe that, uh, this was taken from someone's tomb that should never have seen the light of day. And it's a little weird to have. <laughs> oh my gosh. Crazy. Uh, yeah. To be in the presence of a real life haunted doll. <laughs> I know. I mean, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's beautiful. She's absolutely gorgeous and also kind of unsettling. Yeah. Margie's seen her in person. Do I you think, do you f- I personally just think that she's really pretty, but I also she's feel like she does belong in a place of prominence because like the first time I saw her and she was just like at eye level, it is like very I don't know. There's something about it where it's kind of like maybe the statue of David where it's like, this doesn't look right <laughs> at this height. Like <laughs> now that she's up there, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. Yes. Now. Cool. You chill up there, you know, right. like, a, like a cat on a perch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'll I'll fully admit, like I'm, I'm an engineer. I one thousand percent like am not opposed to buying into you know supernatural stuff and everything. And like, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to poo poo it. We don't know everything. Absolutely not. Except but at the same time. Items. Yeah, right. Except for Zach Baggins. But at the same time, I tend to be more on the skeptical side of things just by nature of being me. And it is just such a weird sensation to have something that is like over 1500 years old that was taken from a dead person's tomb that was meant to serve them in the afterlife just in your living room. (laughs) It's not... Like, if I have to ever have to think about, like, a feeling that's, like, that unsettling, haunted kind of feeling, this is the feeling. <laughs> I I just want to know how Neiman Marcus got these dolls. <laughs> I think, how the hell? I think that makes so much sense yeah. being the 80s. Yeah. Just, yeah. It was, like, a lawless time. A free-for-all, really. I was telling my aunt and my mom about this and both of them were like, Rachel, you should probably real quick look to make sure it's okay for you to have that. Cause we did buy it above board, but also if it was looted from a tomb, we don't know if China's going to want it. Back. <laughs> oh my God. So true. <laughs> well, if I was like, do the worst case scenario is like, I'm sorry. And you mail it back to them. It's like, okay, right. I'll just ship it back. That's where she belongs anyway. Right. To China. Here's your, here's your figure. back. <laughs> To Mao Zedong. Right. (laughs) It'll end up in the right place. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it ain't, it ain't no Renesmee, but I I think she's really cool. And I learned so much about her. Hell yeah. She is cool and beautiful. I'll send you guys like a a better picture of her as well. The people are going to want to see her. Oh, absolutely. She's gorgeous. I love her so much. And her, her matching statue in California that my aunt has is equally beautiful. Uh, everyone's going to be wanting a burial doll. Yeah. No. Well, Neiman Marcus, I don't think sells them anymore, unfortunately. So I haven't seen any at least, but who knows? Maybe they got some in, in the back room hiding. So. Yeah. If I hear back from our art museum, my ultimate goal is to get her seen by people. Yeah. Because it just, I, like I said, it feels really wrong, both from a haunted perspective and also from a history perspective to just have her in my living room. Yeah. Something really... I don't feel like I'm respecting her to the to the level that she should be respected. Yeah. Well, maybe she's got a, a bright future ahead once we hear back from the old museum. Mm. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <sighs> well, I can wrap things up with a spooky little gal named Ruby. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So this little doll, Ruby, she was given to the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult by their friend. So their friend Megan had it hidden this doll away in her attic, stuffed the doll into a cardboard box with board games and books and just other things, and um, was like not not vibing with Ruby. So when Megan gave the museum founders, Dana and Greg Newkirk, the doll, um, she said that there had been this strange point of contention among her family members for decades surrounding the doll Mm. specifically. So they felt that the doll was haunted because of its complicated and uncomfortable history. So, uh, We'll get into its history, but Just like my love life, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've all been there, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. But she she has a, a dark backstory, and um, they they didn't feel comfortable burying the doll or calling a priest, so they were like, "Let's give it away." Basically, um, so. Ruby was a family heirloom for generations, but over time, Megan's family became less and less welcoming of Ruby. She not only looks spooky, but um, she she just she just is spooky. She made her way around the family basically for years and years because people were so creeped out by her, and she spent a lot of time stored away in boxes, storage units, basements. So she's she's had a sad a sad time. <sighs> but according to Megan, the doll has all the typical features of, haunt, of a haunted doll. So she has been known to move around the room that she's in on her own accord. Strange noises have come from this doll and just the sight of her is apparently terrifying. But that's not the creepiest thing. Ruby has this, we don't know, we'll call it an ability for right now, but she makes anyone in her immediate vicinity feel absolutely sick, ill, beyond sick. So Megan said that this antique doll has caused headaches, allergies, exhaustion, and most commonly, severe nausea. Mm. All these dolls out here making people nauseous. I know they're doing things to people. Our hot girl stomachs are acting up. Uh huh. That's (laughs) what it is. That's why all the hot girls have IBS. We got to stop looking up these ghost dolls. Yeah, we stop. But as it turns out, Ruby had a, a dark story behind her. So she belonged to a very distant family member of Megan's, and the little girl who owned her was very sick. And died when she was really young. And the family says that the girl was actually holding Ruby when she passed away. Mm-hmm. So they believe that's that's where um, the haunting kind of started. But they, do, they don't talk about it much, although they do believe that that's why there is something attached to the doll. So when Megan gave the doll to the museum, she told them... Um, that they were all of Christian faith, but at one point had gone against their beliefs and, quote, dabbled in the occult and hired a psychic medium to help the girl attached to Ruby potentially pass on. But it didn't work. So that's when they kind of started passing her around to different members of the family. 
And um, apparently she left a trail of illness behind her. Everyone who had the doll at one point got very sick. I no one else the, died. The, they, I love the jump from Christianity to just like, let's just do the let's occult do the stuff. Thing, let's, right? you know? let's dabble. You know? Yeah, let's, uh, let's see if that works. Jesus did it. But, yeah. you know, anything goes now. Classic pipeline. Yeah. classic pipeline so when ruby was gifted to the newkirks at the museum she didn't do anything out of the ordinary they're like okay not really a haunted doll They, they were questioning questioning this little gift but that was until they started touring with their haunted objects and it seems like ruby really just wanted an audience so nowadays viewers don't seemed to experience the illness that the family had been experiencing. But the Newkirks noticed this different effect that she was having on people. So people who actually take the time to hold Ruby have reported feeling overwhelmed by maternal feelings, which makes me think of the Renesmee doll. Mm. Um, People are just being drawn to her. Most people who hold her will like unknowingly start rocking her back and forth like a real child. And a lot of them don't even notice that they're doing it until someone calls them out. But apparently many people have broken down in tears due to this overwhelming sudden affection for her. Jeez. It just kind of makes me sad. Yeah. People are like, like, I don't know if you feel bad for the person holding her or the actual doll, but like. It's like, okay, we're going to need to take the doll away. (laughs) Yeah. Put the the baby down. We're going to need to put the baby down here. (laughs) Overwhelming maternal instincts, you say. I'm okay with never touching that doll. Yes. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. What Renesmee did for me for like free birth control, I don't want to undo by holding this doll. I or like imagine if it was used for like teenagers like the anti-pregnancy oh, dolls that would work. <laughs> you have to have this doll in your home for all night. Oh lord. Just cry no over thanks. this doll. I don't know why I feel this way. All the teenagers get pregnant. <laughs> no. no. Oh, thoughts and prayers for the teens. <laughs> But um, so so the museum says that for the most part, Ruby's interactions have mostly been contained to those sort of emotional events. That was until mm-hmm. the 20th anniversary Haunted America conference, which didn't know that was a thing. And um, we got to go. But after the event, Lisa Taylor Horton, she's an author and Haunted America conference organizer, big wig at the conference. She contacted the Newkirks at the museum with a strange report and a mysterious photograph on her phone, one of Ruby that she swore she did not take. So the founder of the conference, Troy Taylor, summarized the events on his Facebook page. I'll just read directly from his statement about it because apparently this was news in the paranormal community people were talking about it and he was like this is what happened he said strange things happen at the haunted america conference especially when the planet weird traveling museum of the paranormal and occult is involved even though she never touched handled or photographed any of the objects from the museum My partner in crime, Lisa Taylor Horton, ended up with an unwanted souvenir from the museum. On Saturday night, Sunday morning, long after the conference had ended and the museum had been packed away, a very strange event occurred. 
Following the ghosts of the River Road dinner tour, Lisa forgot her phone in the room for this one, a Mm. fact that we needed to know. The late evening seance and cocktails with friends, Lisa plugged her phone in and went to sleep. It was a little after 2 a.m. The next morning, Lisa checked out and started for home, but we stopped along the way for lunch. That's when she noticed that her phone was almost dead, even though it had been plugged in all night. And that's when she looked at the photos on her phone. The latest photo was the weird one. It was a photo of Ruby, a doll, and one of the artifacts in the museum. A couple of problems, though. The time stamp on the photo was 2.46 a.m., and stranger, Lisa didn't take it. She was asleep at the time, and Ruby had been packed away hours earlier. What happened? We don't know. So far, there is no logical explanation for what occurred, or at least we haven't come up with it yet. All that I can say is that if you've ever wondered about the authenticity of objects in the museum, Mm. I think you can stop. Somebody out here taking pictures with this girl's phone in the middle of the night when she's trying to charge it. In the middle of the night. Yes. She's just trying to get a charge on and Ruby is out here. Is that why my phone's dead all the time? It's Ruby, girl. Whose idea was it? Hey, we got all this haunted shit. No, be a great idea. We have a conference where we bring a whole bunch of other haunted shit and put it in a single location. I feel like that's a bad idea. <laughs> it's too much haunted energy in one yeah. place. <laughs> some people, some people like it. You know, it's like BDSM. Exactly the parallels. <laughs> parallel i just wonder what filters this doll was using when she took that picture like was she looking for a glam shot (laughs) or where where was she gonna post it on the gram like what was her final destination plan for this photo it's a great question was she gonna snapchat it to like renesme yeah i can I can only assume it was a Tinder situation. And like to be to be privy to the iPhone, you know? Yeah. Right. Impressed. Yeah, right. I'm impressed. So the museum believes that Ruby picked the least terrifying way to make contact with someone who she felt a connection with. Um, and people are thinking that if this young sickly girl who died all those years ago is still attached to the doll. Maybe there is something about Lisa that drew her attention to her and made her want to reach out and make contact. So we don't know. Wow, you guys. Haunted dolls. Who would have guessed? They're everywhere, even in our presence, causing technical difficulties. Uh, Thank you to our our sweet, sweet friends, Textual Tension. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on. Of course. Until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.